Welcome to the Optimal Body Podcast. I'm Doc Jen. And I'm Dr. Dom. And we are doctors of physical therapy, bringing you the body tips and physical therapy pearls of wisdom to help you begin to understand your body, relieve your pains and restrictions, and answer your questions. Along with expert guests, our goal of the Optimal Body Podcast is really to help you discover what optimal means within your own body. Let's dive in. Okay, this is the last day to potentially make the decision that is going to get you on the path to addressing some of those pains and restrictions in your body. The Move to Improve challenge is in full swing, and we have over 2,000 people that are moving together through the month of March. You can still get in, and for our podcast listeners only, we're giving this 20% off, 20% discount exclusively for you so that you can get this content you have for six months, so it doesn't matter that you're starting a week late. You can start on day seven, you can start on day one, and just continue to use and move through this content over the next six months. It's got strength workouts, core stability workouts, mobility flows, and muscle activations, which are really going to help you connect those different things in your body and in your movement in ways that you may have never understood. I can speak from experience. I'm a physical therapist, and doing some of Jen's workouts that she programs really help me connect to my body in a different way too. So go check the link in the show notes. It's DocGenFit dot com backslash move 2022 and use the code TOB20 at checkout. I feel so flexible, but I feel so tight. That's what we're talking about today. That feeling of like, I know that I can touch my toes. I know that I have good range of motion, but I always feel so tight in the need to like stretch it out and foam roll and do all these things. What is best? I have this problem all the time because I'm so flexible. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I'm not flexible like someone would think putting their hands on the ground or the the Gumby type party tricks, but I feel like I'm fairly flexible for somebody who, like me, a former football player would normally be so stiff. And I can sometimes feel this in my hamstrings. I'm someone who, who can touch my toes and I have that decent mobility, but I always will get just such tight spots at right up near my buttock where Mm. the hamstring kind of attaches in. And why does this happen? Mm -hmm. Well, I think you're also a great example of like doing what some of our solutions are going to be like so that your body can feel the ability to become more flexible. And I think that's what a lot of especially intense athletes like football players are kind of lacking. Um, so we'll talk about, you know, what is really best? You, should you be foam rolling? Should you be just like lacrosse ball and, and digging in? What is the best solution to actually get to the cause? Because I think, you know, a lot of these things can help for the short term, but then you're doing it over and over and over again. And you're like, is this just my life? Or can I actually get to a point where I can feel a reduced tension? And so first to dive in, like, what is hypermobility? How do I know if I'm hypermobile? And so there's different tests that someone might do, like a PT or a different provider, right when you get into their office to kind of determine that. They'll see if you can touch your toes or put your hands on the ground. That's kind of a hallmark sign of like, oh, wow, you've got some good flexibility in those hamstrings. Other things like touching your thumb to the front, to your forearm, you know, I guess either way you go, (laughs) (laughs) making like a different bowl out of your hand if you try bending your fingers back actively and see how far they just actively go back. Yeah. Like if your palm is flat to the ground and you just lift your fingers, does it make like a bowl? And one of the classic signs too that you can really look is like hitchhiker's thumb. So not like does it just bend back, but does it like bend all the way to 90 degree angle or you know like you touch something on your body and your thumb is just like 
bent, you know, your fingers just easily kind of bend or really loosey-goosey. Maybe your shoulders are really loosey-goosey. This is indicative of some possible hypermobility going on within the connective tissues within your body. So tendons and ligaments, muscles, you know, all of this. And that is where we start to talk about this spectrum of hypermobility, right? And talking about hypermobility EDS and the hypermobility spectrum disorder. Yeah. And these tests are great because if you are positive or if you can touch your hands to the ground, but not all the other ones are, you know, positive, you don't have the Hitchhiker's thumbs, your elbows and your knees don't hyperextend. That's Mm -hmm. another hallmark sign. Then you might just have more of a local hypermobility, like in your hamstrings. If you're going through all of these and all of them are coming up like, wow, I have all of those things, then you might more have like a global or a systemic hypermobility. And that's kind of where we're playing on this spectrum of, okay, do am I just hypermobile in one or two joints or one or two areas, or do I have this kind of around my whole body? Yeah. And you kind of mentioned this EDS or this Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. We kind of talk about that in a lot more depth on episode 63 with a couple of people who actually have it and have been diagnosed with it. But that's where your connective tissue is actually just a lot more lax. Like throughout your entire system. So think like bladder issues, circulatory issues, like a lot of other things. And Katie and Andrew actually do a great job of kind of diving into some of that. So definitely go listen to episode 63 if you feel like this might be something that I need to look into or, or understand a little bit more. And it's so funny because coming from a gymnastics background and what people might see on Instagram, like I can easily touch my hands, like flop them to the floor, right? I can, there's certain parts of me, like you were saying, that are hypermobile, but me in general, (laughs) surprise, surprise, I am not a hypermobile person. Like I have pretty, not the greatest shoulder mobility, And anyone who does my programs gets to see that every time. My (laughs) hip mobility is not necessarily the best in rotation, you know, like, and and I don't hyperextend in my joints. I don't classify myself as a hypermobile person, even though I have flexibility in certain places. Yeah, you've just trained it a lot in certain areas and your body's adapted that way. And so now why would somebody, if they're flexible, be having pain or like, man, I'm, I feel like I'm hypermobile and I'm flexible in this joint, but I'm starting to get a lot of pain. I think that this is what the body does almost as a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when we have a lot of range of motion, but we might not control very well throughout that range of motion, our body kind of craves safety and stability. And our body's like, okay, I got no clue what this joint is doing. So I'm going to tighten down and almost like spasm or tighten down that muscle a little, little bit to find some stability in that system. So thank you, body. You're protecting me. You're helping me to feel that safety and support rather than fighting against it and rolling into it and having to hammer it out. Like, let's learn to work with the body. So now let's talk about like, okay, what is actually best then to help on those protective mechanisms so we can reduce that tension and actually feel less pain, feel less restriction in your body. And I think one place that people want to go to is that is that stretching, is that foam rolling. And just passive stretching. <laughs> right. My hamstrings are tight. Let me just sit in a hamstring stretch. And it might feel good for a brief amount of time. It's going to give your, it's going to load that tissue a little bit and say like, hey, here I am. Here's some tension. Relax a little bit. But then as soon as you stand back up, your body doesn't have any reference point of, okay, now what do we do? Right. 
Exactly. And so that's where we talk about, okay, rather than passive stretching, especially because if you're already so mobile and flexible, a lot of times passive stretching just puts you into your end range of motion where you don't have a lot of control and you're lacking that control in your body like we talked about. So rather than just passive stretching, especially if you are a very flexible person, how can we create more active mobility control? And this is even if you love to go to yoga, you love to go to Pilates, great, that's fine. We're not saying you have to stop those things, right? But how can I create tension in my body so I'm not just passively hanging? So like yoga, you know, where you just kind of like breathe into postures for like minutes at a time, maybe not be the best for you at this moment. Yeah. And not to mean that you need to completely stop that if that's what you're doing. If you love yoga, if that's your jam, great. Maybe throw in a day or two or three a week or some things on the front and the back end of that yoga session to say, okay, I found all this amazing mobility in my system. Mm -hmm. Now, how can I actively move through it? And so let's just throw out a few different areas, you know, we brought up the hamstrings. If you're feeling like you have a lot of this tension in the hamstrings, loaded straight leg deadlifts of some sorts, Mm -hmm. that's going to really help that hamstring feel tension throughout that whole range and learn to control the body throughout the range of hamstring length that you have. So that's where we talk then more into rather than active mobility, you know, and stretching, we go into strengthening and resistance training. Like it's not just how can we start to load those muscles in a way that feel that strength and control in a slow controlled manner. So it's not just picking up weights and and getting super strong, like, yes, let's do that. But also it's more so in order to help the body gain that control through that length that you have, we want to focus on what's called the eccentric movement pattern of that exercise. So for deadlifts, for example, eccentric meaning the lengthening portion of that exercise. So for deadlifts, for example, your hamstrings are going to be at their most or going into their most lengthened position as we go down on that deadlift, right? As I stand up, my my glutes squeeze and I can kind of contract into my hamstrings. Hmm. But as I slowly lower weight, which could be a resistance band, it could be it dumbbells. It doesn't have to be like a super heavy barbell. But as you lower, you have a slight bend in the knees and you're feeling at that control with the weight and resistance as you slowly go down. Like if we can start to improve that eccentric pattern, that that lengthening phase through resistance and control, that's where we can really start to maximize that root cause of that tightening. And I think that this is something that in all exercise, you should be relatively aware of whether you're doing a slow rep or, you know, faster repetitions, like we should always try to have a sense of control in that eccentric phase. Otherwise, you're just throwing yourself between your end ranges of motion. And that's not going to help us develop this uh, like understanding and awareness of where we're at in our mobility. So all of these could be progressed from like we were talking about before that active mobility into a more loaded thing, whether you're just doing hinges and practicing the deadlift or doing a single leg type deadlift and then adding some weight or load or for the inside of the thighs, like your adductors, if you're feeling your pain there, doing a Cossack squat, which Mm -hmm. is almost like a a more active adductor type squat that you're really going to feel in your groin. And then you can always just add some weight once you get more and more used to it. A little bit. Can you explain a Cossack squat? So it's you kind of a really wide stance and you're almost going to lunge to one side so your, uh, let's say your left leg is going to be straight and out to the side and you're going to be lunging to your right, keeping your knee wide and over the foot. 
and then you kind of pull through that left groin to stand back up and then you can go to the other side and if you're watching on youtube we're going to try having some videos of these rolling yeah and this is where it becomes super crucial especially if you're a hypermobile person that you're not with with the extended leg you're not just resting into that end range. That's where it becomes so much about slowing it down. What is your body actually doing? Can I create a slight bend in that straight leg? Because especially if you're hypermobile, your leg's going to drop into that that hyperextension, right? And then you're just hanging on that knee. So rather than hanging on the knee, how can we actually activate that hamstring to kind of bend that knee a little bit and help as you're still using the quad on the other side to keep that leg straight and have that control. And that's where I say starting to gain that awareness through if you love a yoga practice. So again, you're in a warrior one per se. You're not just dropping into that back leg or a warrior two. You're not just extending and dropping into that back leg, but you actually have a slight bend and control. And that's where, especially in yoga, if you're watching yourself in the mirror, watch your leg. Is it hyper extending and just like dropping into that stretch? Or can you almost think of bending that knee and, and engaging from that hamstring in the back while still kind of engaging from the quad in the front? And the more that you start to do it, the more that you start to slow it down, the better awareness you're going to gain into your body, which is just going to help provide control and feedback so you're not feeling so tight. Yeah. And, and so if we move into other places that might be common areas like pecs, our chest, everyone kind of feels tight in that chest with those rounded shoulders after a long day of work. And that doesn't mean you don't have the mobility, but your body's just kind of tightening down to protect again. So something we love doing is an active wall angel mm -hmm. where you're either sitting or leaning against the wall trying to get your elbows and your wrists up against the wall and almost making like a snow angel i'm from minnesota so snow angels are something we do hey out california here. we do it too okay we yeah. got big bear we got mammoth i haven't seen snow. anyone do a snow angel in my three years of living here yet but i'll hold out for that um so doing some sort of wall angel and then you know moving into the strengthening bit if you're doing like a chest fly mm -hmm. or something to that extent where you have a, a light weight and you're going out into a chest fly and actually strengthening through that range. Yeah. And allowing that those arms to come all the way down to that open range, I think is so crucial and so important. So we'll show some different exercise examples. So say you have, you know, tight quads, tight hip flexors. How can we, we love like the reverse Nordic. Mm -hmm. Where uh, you're kind of kneeling in a tall kneel and you just slowly are leaning back, keeping your buns tight feeling that stretch and that tension start to happen through your quads. And there's ways that you can do this with like a band or something in front of you where you're kind of having some assistance with it because it can be fairly intense if you're it doing it for the first time. It definitely can. And that's where you get that eccentric because we're leaning back, loading the the quads in the front of those thighs and, and getting that stretch, but we're still loading it and making it work. So it gets that eccentric control, that that better control throughout the body to allow those muscles not to feel so tight in the long run. And we're going to like hip flexors. Then we can talk about putting a band around your ankle, like tying it onto a pole or something sturdy and then bending, slowly bending that knee up and then really slowly extending that leg back behind you, right? Without letting the, the back move, but strength. I think that's what we're really ultimately getting at, right? Rather than just passive stretching or just rolling it out and attacking the symptom that you're feeling, huh. we're actually getting back into the control of it and the cause of it. It's kind of that old, I feel like it's 
the old PT proverb of if it's loose, strengthen it. <laughs> if it's tight, <laughs> you know, loosen it, which that's not exactly what, you know, the message we want to put out. But if you're tending to notice you're hypermobile, but still have pains and have tightness, try to give your system what it's craving and find some stability and strength within all that amazing range. 100%. And last little nugget that we tend to always <laughs> include in all of these podcasts, I think if, if you listen to our podcast on a regular, which hopefully you do, um, we always talk about one of the best ways to reduce tension overall in the body, especially if you continue to feel it. Tension headaches, tension in your neck and upper traps, tension in your back, tension throughout your body, whatever. We always come back to the breath and mindful breathing can really start to shift that nervous system. And we, and we demonstrate examples of what this means, how to get into that true diaphragmatic breath and in episode 160. We also did this early on episode 11, but we redid it in episode 160. So you can go back to that uh, podcast example or go to YouTube to check that out too and see the exercises we talk about for that. Wrapping up with another amazing PT Pearl all about that hypermobility, but how to find some stability and strength within that. Of course, if you've been loving our PT Pearls or our podcast, please feel free to share it with a friend. And it always helps us out so much if you go and leave a rating and a review on your favorite podcasting platform. Another amazing way to support us if you want to on the podcast is go and find our new Optimal Body To Go Kit. It has all the little tools that Jen and I would use to give to our clients or our patients, do the exercises at home to find this strength and stability and mobility in your body. If you go to Amazon and search portable home therapy equipment. It'll be one of the top things up there and you get a free back pain program with. So go check that out and we'll see you on future episodes of the Optimal Body Podcast.